brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to a very special edition of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Very special edition this week because with me here at GPB Atlanta, with me compadre Tommy Palmer down in uh, Palmer Palmer Studios in the Palmer Estates down there in Statesboro, <laughs> joining us at GPB Macon, the retiring voice of Warner Robins High, and we get to talk about our dear friend Mike Davis. Tom Mobley joining us down in Macon. Tom, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Now... What I wanted to do this week, and with Tommy and Tommy and I will just alternate, is we wanted to talk about our dear friend Mike Davis, who was lost to us far too soon, and he was the play-by-play voice for 25 years for Northside, which was the north side of Georgia 247. You you were in control of the south side of Georgia 247 with Warner Robins. He was on the north side with the Blue School. What did Mike mean to you, not just as a friendly rival in the play-by-play booth, but as a person? Well, you know, I Mike would come in the coach's office when I was coaching at Warner Robins back years ago, and my joke is that he probably was the first Northside guy I actually liked. But uh, <laughs> he liked people. He came in. He was very friendly. He was on. He was still a, on the fire station. He was a fire chief, and he did a little radio on the side. I would be on as the head girls basketball coach at Warner Robins. He'd have a weekly talk show. And uh, one night after we did the show, he and my wife and I are sitting at the table having dinner, and he said, uh, would you like to join me uh, on the broadcast of the Warner Robins games? Uh, so at that point, it was Mayor Randy Toms and Mike doing Northside. It was Mike and I doing Warner Robins, and it was Greg Elrod and Mike doing Houston County. And every game wasn't on. But we picked the best games, and if you were on a Thursday or a Saturday, you were probably on, but on Friday you had to make a decision. And uh, Mike and I traveled the roads of Georgia all over the place covering the Demons for about two or three years, and then uh, we expanded. They created Sports Mike in 2011, and I became the play-by-play voice of Warner Robins football, and we didn't work together very much after that. I do know, I can't count the number of times that John and I have discussed uh, if if Mike was going to let everybody in that wanted to watch the Northside Warner Robins game. I know on the scoreboard show, we would talk about that. You remember those times, don't you, John? No, certainly. Yeah, it's, we thought that Mike would be the most important individual at McConnell-Talbert Stadium for letting as many people in as could want to go see this game because you're talking 20,000 people, and the inside joke that we always had with Mike was is that, okay, you'd be letting in more blue people than you would red people because of your status as as, uh, as the fire chief. <laughs> That would be true. i tell you another thing I've always wanted to ask Tom. Uh, what are your thoughts about Coach Davis? I, I, I got the opportunity to interview him a couple of times, and he just told me at one point, he said, you know, I'm tired of watching basketball on grass. I think I'm going to go to the house. What are your thoughts of, of Coach Davis, who really loved that fundamental football? Yeah, I love Robert Davis. Uh, I got to know Coach Davis as I was interviewing to take a junior high coaching job in 1985 after I finished up at Auburn and he checked off on me being hired and I went to football camp with him and scouted for him and went to practice some for him so I love coach Davis and uh 
1991, when the Houston County opened and the Houston County school system shifted the ninth graders up to the high school, I'm at a basketball game on Tuesday night uh, watching some of my former players for the junior high play for the Warner Robins Demonettes. And I said, Coach Davis, if you've got a coaching position, I'd love to have it. He said, yeah, I want you to come on staff and be the ninth grade football coach. Uh, the next day I talked to him while he was in his weight training class, and I mentioned Coach Davis, I'd take the girls' basketball job if, if it's available because I knew the coach at the time, Brenda Arnett, wanted to get out of basketball. She was a softball coach, and that night I, the phone rings, and it's Dave Anderson, the boys' basketball coach, talking about scheduling. And I said, well, I guess I'm the girls' basketball coach. So <laughs> I love Coach Davis. Yeah. John? For those that don't know, and, you know, Tom, Tommy, and I, we know what it means. But I guess we can take this two separate ways. What does football mean to Warner Robins for folks who've never been there? And what does the Northside Warner Robins rivalry mean to Warner Robins? It was probably more important before House of County High School and Veterans opened up. But when I moved to town in 1985, Watson Boulevard, 247 Connector, south side was Warner Robins, north side was uh, the north side of Watson Boulevard was north side. And right. Yeah, when they beat us, which wasn't very often back in the day, um, the checkout girl at Kroger would see you in a Warner Robins uh, shirt, coaching shirt, and she would rag you. And uh, so it was a lot of fun, but it's still a lot of fun. It still means a lot. And... Uh, the rivalry is toned down a little bit as Mike Chastain, a Northside alumna, no alumnus, has taken over as head football coach at Warner Robins. And, but uh, it's still very intense on the Friday night that they play. Yeah, and of course, Northside's really good. They played for the championship last year, and boy, they are in a tough, tough region. They really are. That 6A region is by far the toughest region in the state, maybe in any classification. And at the same time, Tom, with Warner Robins, you know, making it to the last game of the year for the last two seasons, going up against Rome and Bainbridge. I mean, Warner Robins is doing itself well. You mentioned Mike Chastain coming in now and, you know, crossing over 247, going from blue to red. But there have been some really good things that you've been able to do over the last couple of seasons. Oh, absolutely. Coach Chastain's got it rolling at Warner Robins, and they've got a lot of returning players this coming year. They lose quarterback Dylan Fromm, and that's going to be – Big shoes to fill, but we've got a young kid named Jalen Addy that's about 6'3 and about 195 pounds and throws the ball really well, runs the ball really well. Um, so I think Coach Chastain is going to keep it moving forward. He does a great job, works really hard, loves the Lord, and, uh, and, and is a great football coach. Tom, my question would be to you, why did you retire? Why did you decide to retire from broadcasting? Why did I decide? I'm on staff with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I serve 18 schools and 11 high schools. And I'm at the same school's football game every Friday night. Yeah. And so I considered it the entire football season, prayed about it quite a bit, spoke to a couple of friends about it, and I just felt like I needed to be there for everybody else. Uh, I tell this as a joke, but uh, I really ministered to the Houston County Bear football team with Coach Ryan Crawford out there um, a lot. 
So uh, we're getting ready to play Houston County, and I've got my Cardinal rocking our shirt on and my Cardinal rocking our hat on. <laughs> and here comes Coach Crawford in the pregame. And I kind of cow down and curl up and try to hide from him, almost like I'm cheating on my girlfriend. So, you know, I've got to be the FCA guy. I'm not the Warner Robins guy anymore, although 24 years were spent at Warner Robins. I love Warner Robins. I'll always pull for them, but um, I pull for everybody now. Is there one call or one game that sticks out for you more than any in your tenure there at Warner Robins? Well, my first year broadcasting in 2004, Warner Robins won the state championship. I had only been removed two years from coaching football, so I really had a strong relationship with all the players. I had coached them when they were ninth graders and tenth graders. Uh, that was a really special moment. And then I guess uh, about 2009, we came from behind and beat Northside 21-20. They were up 20-0 at the half, and we threw a long pass to Jonathan Jackson. And he made a great catch. We scored from about 65 yards out. Really stunned Northside. And it was really uh, uh, exhilarating for the Warner Robins side because it had been a few years since we had beaten them. And uh, that was a really good game, too. So those, I guess those were two games that I'll always remember. So when you look at the talent that came through Warner Robins, and we're coming up on the three-minute warning here, you look at Alton Sanders, you look at, I mean, that's the first, when you mentioned what had happened at Statesboro, Alton Sanders is, I think, the, the first guy that popped into my head. When you look at the talent that's gone through Warner Robins, who are some of the guys that stuck in your mind over all the time that you spent there? Football-wise, uh, Willie Reed, yes. who wound up going to Florida State, Willie was a great Reed. player. Uh, he broke one. We faked the crisscross, we faked, and he kept it on the buck sweep. We had pulled the guards and influenced their linebackers the other way and we beat them. I believe that was his senior year. That was an exciting game. Chancey Stuckey was at Northside. Um, of course, Alton Sanders was a great running back for us in 04. Um, and then, uh, of course, here lately it's been Dylan Fromm and uh, Markel Jones, who's returning, uh, who broke the state record in receiving yards this past year. So we've had a lot of really good football players, a lot of fun sitting in the coach's office at times when, during the offseason watching some tapes of James Brooks and Ron Simmons and Jimmy Womack and that 76 team that was really good too, but I was still growing up in Alabama at that point. Tom, one more time, I know you would like to share in about 30 seconds your thoughts of a guy we're really going to miss this fall, Mike Davis. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you, Mike was my friend. I I was blessed to be able to be a Paul Bear at his funeral. Um, probably shook me up more than my mother passing away. Mike loved people. Mike loved Warner Robins, city councilman, firefighter, sports Mike, co-owner, um, one of my best friends in the whole world. And uh, my thoughts and prayers just go out to Blake, his son that coaches up at River Ridge and is with him, Miss uh, Diane. Just love the Davises. Yeah. John? Thank you, Tommy. And Tom, as 
you know, Tommy and I, we will miss you on Friday nights. I know that uh, Warner Robins will be in in good hands, and we know that this season is going to be uh, another good one for Mike Chastain and the Demons. Just thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for sharing your perspective on a mutual friend for all of us and everything that goes on down there in Central Georgia. This will not be the last time that we get in touch with you about anything. You, now that we have you on speed dial, and we know that we can grab you by the scruff of the, the golf shirt and take you into a studio, you know that we're going to grab you and have you on as uh, definitely a part of the podcast. Podcast as we continue. Okay, I'd be honored. That has been a very special edition of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks to Tom Mobley hanging out with us at the GPB studios in Macon. Thanks to me, compadre Tommy Palmer, hanging out at Palmer Estates down in Statesboro, and I am here at your offices in GPB in Atlanta. Like us, give us eight gazillion likes on your favorite podcatcher, and that way go Football Fridays in Georgia. Use the quotes at the magnifying glass. That is where you can grab us each and every time. Don't forget to download the GPB Sports app and the GPB app as well available on iOS and Android so you can keep up with everything going on in the state of Georgia. Sean Powers, the inimitable Sean Powers and Chargers of the ones and twos. I've been fighting a sinus cold the entire time, and I think I've survived. For Tom, for Tommy, and for me, I'm just Sean. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next time. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.